This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Rebel Scum Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You are always scum. Rebel scum. Hi. Always scum, Brock. Always. Uh, hey, welcome, Rebel Scum Podcast. Uh, hello. Thrilling, as always, to be here. Uh, I'm Brock. <laughs> <laughs> this is James. Uh, I'm James. James O'Fett. That's what I'm going as this week. James O'Fett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to Hold on. I got to How do I switch you to this side? There. Okay. I got. I swapped this. I just swapped this on the screen because very. There was numerous there. people brought up the fact that I was. Uh, we were on the wrong side of the screen. So we fixed that issue. We fixed that. Uh, before we get into it, we got to tell everyone Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving is coming up Thursday, November 25th. We are going to run the gauntlet of shows. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun that day, Brock. Boom. Boom, Happy chicken. Thanksgiving. <laughs> are you going to cross the border for Black Friday? Oh, no. But um, I oh, might be soon, though, like, because, like, they're not allowing people to cross the border without getting a rapid test. They're not a rapid test. It's something else. But you have to pay money for it. <laughs> so yeah, it's like 150 bucks or 200 bucks. Yeah. So, yeah. but they might waive that for people that go under 72 hours, which makes sense. Because it's like, if you're going to go across the border to go shopping... For a day, you don't want to pay $150 when you're not even supposed to spend more than $150 when you're across <laughs> so the border. True. So, so true. <laughs> well, I didn't um, realize that you had to pay that much. To, I didn't. I, I did, but I never really... It never clued in because I haven't thought about crossing the border yeah, at all. I, but, but Black Friday is coming. Your boy has to go to Target. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. So, but not Target for exclusive. Black Friday. You know, Black Black Friday, Halloween ended, and the next it was like mint twelve oh one. Black Friday deals on now. I was like, it's November. Right, carry all I want for Christmas. Yeah, well, that's that's no. overplayed now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was yeah. just I I typed in the like the best modern Christmas songs, and that one was number one on every every list. And I got to thinking, okay, sure, it's modern. It's thirty years old. Mm-hmm. Like that song is as old as like the Rat Pack Christmas songs were when I was born. Do you know? Like they are old. It's an old song now. Wild. Just like it, it's it's now it's a classic. We gotta call a spade a spade here. That song is transcended. You have to. I know you haven't. You have to watch your special on Apple TV. It is <laughs> the greatest thing to ever happen. It's like if a train wreck was on top of a train wreck on top of a train wreck. it's you have to watch it it's phenomenal if it's even there anymore i don't even know but hard pass Rebels go. <laughs> no you go i'm not i wouldn't tell you to watch something if it wasn't worth watching it because uh it's it, it's 
It's something else. This is the Rebel Scum Podcast, 231st episode. And uh, Heidi's already in the chat. Happy Life Day. Yeah, so I'm going to say, if we're going to watch any special, we have to watch the holiday special because it's that time of year where we made up a, a pretend thing. Heidi's grabbing a glass of wine. You need that to get through our Mariah mm-hmm. Carey talk. No, I agree with you, Brock. It's, it is... Uh, today, of course, is Life Day. Happy Life Day to uh, the lifers out there. Um, you know, it, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but you're going to Target soon, so maybe you will. But they have Life Day merchandise now. Yep, I saw that. I didn't really look at it. I was like, oh well. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. I just saw like tweets and stuff. I don't know where to buy it or how to get it. I'm sure it's very expensive. But for something that George Lucas tried to shelve and mm-hmm. hide away. It's it, you know. It's become. I don't think it's a cult classic because I honestly don't think people have even watched it. I just think people know of it. I think, like the legend of the holiday special has far exceeded what the holiday special actually is. Because aside from Heidi, I don't think anyone else can see it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> her, her her entrance into the Star Wars yeah. Star Wars universe is life is the holiday special. It's true. It's, like, like, but the thing is, like, you're a child at that time, and that's your gateway to Star Wars. There was no, you know, home video wasn't really a thing back then. It wasn't on TV yet. So you didn't see Star Wars yeah. in the theater. You missed it. This thing comes on TV, and it was probably, I don't know what, but it's like four hours long. And the, the best part is B. Arthur. Hmm. Fact. The B. Arthur is the best part. We should watch it. Do you want to just watch it? I could throw it up right now. We just sit here right now. We just sit here. Heidi just said, if you can get through it, you're a true fan. That's uh, She's not wrong. She's not. It's Maybe like those those YouTube like videos where somebody watches the same thing for 100 hours or like yeah. listens to the same song for 10 hours. <laughs> I was writing a murder mystery uh this halloween and i found youtube stations that just i mean this isn't uncommon i guess but it was just halloween music non-stop hmm. for hours and there's like a live chat of people like yo this halloween song's banging i was like i've heard this 17 times there's only three tracks they're playing and it's like oh do 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 you know it's it was funny though it's awesome uh it just seems like four hours long says Heidi. It does seem like four hours long. Have you? When was the last time you watched it, Brock? Who knows? <laughs> Have you seen it all the way through? Like, front front to back? I don't think so. <laughs> like, yeah. That, that's, yeah. yeah. That's the point that I'm trying to... I don't think many people have seen it all the way yeah. through. I just... It's just... I, the first time I ever saw it um, was in pieces in college. It was, tw- I was 20... 21 years ago. Was it VHS? No, it was online. It was probably like scour.com or not LimeWire. Probably like one of those. It was like this, you know, when like Napster hit, they had like video versions. And I think it was like, you know, everybody, we all tried to like download it, but it was only in in pieces. Mm. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, because I didn't, it was the one thing that you always knew about, like growing up, like, you know, it was always like this legend of the of the uh, holiday special, but no one really knew what. I don't think anyone ever saw it. But the, the Boba Fett cartoon, though, I don't know if I saw it or if I just 
thought I did because Boba Fett does appear in droids, which you can watch on Disney. I haven't watched them on Disney Plus yet, but you can watch droids on Disney Plus with Kaibo Ren. Um, so I might have just, and it's the same animators, the same company. So I, I, I always was like, oh yeah, I know that, but I don't think I did. I think I just knew Boba Fett from the droids cartoon. You know, that's where I, I, I would have, because you know, I don't want to. We can't all claim to be. Uh, uh, I saw it the first time. It, I wasn't even born the first time it is, so I can't claim <laughs> that. But, so I'm guessing there's no way I saw that Boba Fett cartoon. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's hard to keep track of like when you see things for the first time. But uh, yeah, like as I was trying to rack my mind on like when I watched Star Wars for the first time, I can't even. I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't. It was just something that. I grew up with, and I, I, I bet you the my first experience with Star Wars was the toys. I, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure, like, absolutely. Because I don't, I know, I know when my parents got Return of the Jedi because we, my grandmother had a beta machine, mm. and my parents didn't buy movies, so we would just copy the beta onto VHS. And Return of the Jedi, we did it with Return. Of the, ooh, that's illegal. I shouldn't say that. But Disney movies had a copyright, and ET also had a copyright. So I remember that. I remember, I, I don't know how we got Empire Strikes Back, but it was on the same tape as A New Hope, which wasn't called A New Hope because the beginning, I don't even think the beginning of it, that was taped off of uh, TV. And my Return of the Jedi was on the same VHS tape as Christmas Vacation. And I think I've told this story before where every Christmas we would like, let's watch Christmas Vacation. And then my dad's like, go queue it up because you have to fast forward the mm-hmm. tape, right? So I would fast forward past Christmas vacation and no, I would fast forward past, sorry, fast forward past Return of the Jedi to get to Christmas vacation, but I would always play it like way too early, like in Jabba's palace. <laughs> and then I would just get hooked and I'd sit there and I'd be watching Return of the Jedi. And be like, Is it ready? And I was like, I'm watching Jedi. I can't. So, oh, fond memories of life day. <laughs> Is there? <laughs> well, for Heidi, there is. I'm curious. I don't know if she's still there, if she's in her bottle of wine yet, but I wonder if she got any of the, the Life Day merch. And I don't know if it's Disney Parks exclusive or like a Target exclusive or where you get this, the Disney shops online. I don't know where you get this. I saw a Donald Duck Bah Humbug shirt and I was like, I need that in my life. <laughs> and it was like, it was $50. Yeah. And I said, I. I can't do that. I, I couldn't spend. It was American too, and our, our dollars like worthless. So I was like, I can't. I can't spend seventy five dollars or eighty dollars on a sweater that I'm going to wear once a year. Uh, so, uh, so Heidi actually saw Empire before A New Hope, which really <laughs> that's a curious way to watch it. You know, kind of. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know. Have you have you ever thought about which way you would introduce Star Wars to anybody, Brock? it's hard to say because it's like you gotta win them over right away right so it's like you want to start with a new hope but i would love to hear someone's response of like watching phantom menace and then all the way through Mm. heck even now like what would it be like to watch like the original movies for the first time so episode one two three then rogue one then new hope like so um 
Yeah, I don't know. I it, I think it'd have to be a weird sensation. If I, if I had kids, I'd probably attempt Phantom Menace first. But like, kids are easy to please, more or less. If they don't like it in the first like ten seconds. Also, it's a long movie too, so it's like. Hmm. Well, I think this is why Heidi was able to get away with watching Empire first, is because she was a child, like she was young, mm-hmm. she was way younger, and so it doesn't almost. I think when you're when you're younger, you're not, yeah. you're not comprehending everything that's going on. It's mm-hmm. a lot easier to to swallow, you know, like the order doesn't matter so much, and then when you watch them all, they all kind of get clumped up into one ball anyway. So yeah, I think I think if you're introducing it to a kid, you know. I actually, my friend, my friend Steve, his his uh, son Colby, he's nine, but I think he was seven or eight, and he watched. Uh, I think he just started watching Revenge of the Sith. It was on TV, and he just watched, it and he was like all in. And I don't think he knew. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he. I know he saw he saw the Rise of Skywalker, so I'm, I think he saw the the sequels, but I don't know if he saw the prequels at that point. I remember. My friend said that he was all in on it. Like he really was enjoying it. So there's something to be said for that. And I also think the cleanliness look of the prequels and, and the sequels will help kids more than the grittiness of the original trilogy. Rogue One, however, it, it's kind of, it's on, it has like that fine balance where it's the modern look, yeah. but they make it so it's different from the originals. Mm-hmm. There's <laughs> Nick and Nick called the funny most shocking moments in TV history, and the special was number ten. That holiday special is the is probably the greatest thing that happened to Star Wars. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get on with uh, what we're actually going to talk about today. Though this, yeah. you know, but I mean, it is Life Day, and we have to talk about it. And Life Day sparks our memories. Um, but look, we talked about it a bit last week. Uh, we got to talk about it now, and whether. Anyone believes the reports that are out or not, it doesn't matter. The fact is, Patty Jenkins is not doing <laughs> Rogue Squadron. Taika Waititi, who knows? Um, but the, the one thing that I think we can confirm uh, is Star Wars is alive and well on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. Not so much theatrically, which begs the question is Lucasfilm looking. Are they even looking to return to the theater at this moment in time? Like, do oh, they yeah. have that need right now to return to the theater, or do you think they're content? Don't jump the gun yet, Brock. Or are they content with staying on Disney Plus until you know lightning strikes? No, I think they want to make as much, much money as possible. So it's like, why they're delaying on movies? I have no idea because like Marvel's put out. Three movies, three Marvel movies, but I mean, two of two of them were like Shang Chi, Shang Shang Chi. I still haven't watched it. Has was that delayed because of COVID? That was, they were all. I think they were all delayed. They were all delayed because of COVID. Because I think they were supposed to come out in twenty twenty. Yeah. Um. So black but, widow yeah. black widow they yeah. screwed up and they put on disney plus and the theater on the same day shang chi they did a 45 day window and i believe eternals is 45 days as well yeah yeah so like they put out movies granted some of them were shot before the world caught fire um i i don't know it's i don't know what's going on um 
but yeah, no, it's they're gonna make a movie. Like it's like you slap Star Wars logo on anything, film wise, and people will go see it. Like maybe it won't make all the billions of dollars, but like no, it's like they're gonna go back. Why they're well, like Rogue One or sorry, Rogue Squadron was that supposed to be in theaters or on Disney Plus? I thought it was Disney Plus. No, it's theaters. Mm. Um, when that was all happening, so so far, all we know about. Um, Disney Plus is what Bob Iger said, where he said mm-hmm. no Star Wars right, movies right. will debut yeah. on Disney Plus. Uh, so Rogue Squadron was theatrical. Uh, Taika Waititi's is supposed, if if that's a thing, still is supposed to be theatrical, and that's where it stands. Because there is an article that came out, I think it was like on the Puck, or I don't know. It's this uh, writer who used to work for the Hollywood Reporter, apparently, and he's saying. Um, the Patty Jenkins stuff was creative differences, and they've also shelved the Ryan Johnson trilogy. That was right, right. and that's also shelved. And people online are, you know, they're no, no, that's not true. We've heard it a million times, and he keeps saying it's a thing. And it's been four years since they mm-hmm. announced the Ryan Johnson trilogy. And we get we talked about this a little bit on the the Thanksgiving um, roundtable with with Pete and and Cam, where it's. You kind of feel like if Ryan Johnson was going to do this trilogy, he would have like there would be a little bit more movement on it. Like, look how fast he moved on Knives Out. You know, it, it's like if, if this was something that they if both parties really wanted this, I think they would be a little further ahead than they are now. Yeah, I guess I, it's it's hard to say. it's like that's the thing too. It's like it's it's you're working for big companies like you know i'm sure like i don't think like uh, who was oh um uh oscar isaac has blatantly said he's like he doesn't want to do a ton of these like huge movies like star wars or marvel even though he's going to be in moon knight like it's just like like for an actor it's not as fun as it looks because it's like half of it is all cg and they're standing in front of a green wall or something like that it's like it's like, yeah, it looks awesome when it's done, but like as an actor who wants to act, it's like it's just you running and jumping. It's like unless you're Tom Cruise, not a lot of people like doing that. Like, yeah. So it's it's like I can see that like perhaps it's not the greatest job. It's like you know you're gonna make money, but at the same note, it's like you put so much time into it. Like someone even used the comparison of like the Fast and Furious saga, where it's like. Ludacris is an actor now. He's in a like a huge franchise, but he hasn't been in anything else because like those movies take up so much time. Like I'm sure he, they, he, he maybe there's other reasons why he's on other stuff besides like Fred Claus, but like, like it's just like yeah, like all those actors in Fast and Furious. Why aren't they in bigger things like? But perhaps it just takes too much time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like with Heidi saying about uh, uh, Ryan Johnson, it's like, especially with like the reception of Last Jedi, and then in comparison to Knives Out, it's like, it's like I'm yep. still, I I know what I'm doing, so it's like I'm gonna go with where the offer is. I guess I don't know. We don't. And we don't I'm. I'm not taking a sign on it because I really, mm-hmm. first of all, I don't yeah. care. But I'm not, I'm just saying, like, I feel like if Lucasfilm really wanted Ryan Johnson, they would go at him harder. And if he did, but if he really wanted it, he would also mm-hmm. 
I just feel like if this was going to happen, it, it wouldn't be four years out and mm. he's, he's complete. He's moved on. Like it feels like he's completely moved on uh, from star Wars, from it all. And, and, and I know everyone, I know there's, I, I know half the people can't stand his star Wars and half the people think that it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to yeah. star Wars. Like it's, I feel like last Jedi is like the most, like the both like most overrated and the most, and the most underrated at the same time. It's like this, it's the weirdest movie ever. And I just feel like there are way more, not way more, there, there are a lot of talented uh, directors out there. And I will point, I'm not going to point to Patty Jenkins level or, you know, James Cameron, stuff like that. I'm going to go to the Mandalorian for this example and look at who they plucked out to direct episodes of the Mandalorian. You look like, Bryce Dallas, Dallas Howard, uh, Deborah Chow, like all like they aren't big celebrity directors. They're very talented directors who did a solid job, and and they did, and like their specific styles didn't interfere with the Star Wars style. Like it all worked, um, it worked in unison together, which is what star Wars needs because like Marvel, I think star Wars and Marvel are very, very different, but in this aspect, they're very much the same where there is a look, there is a feel, there's an understanding as to what these properties are. And I think when you're hiring your next star Wars director, you don't look at, you know, their name. I'm not going to star Wars because of JJ Abrams. I'm going to star Wars because of lightsabers and, zoom zoom john williams music you know what i mean like that that's really what it is it's the experience and i say john williams music but that just means that's just the genre that i've decided that that music is like i i don't know it, it, I, I that's how i feel just look at the talent and someone that you can work with to tell it but i think brock the biggest issue they're having with getting these directors because that article also said that patty jenkins was being micromanaged which i think is a that's a, another conversation. I think that has to do with trust, though. They lost. They seem to lose trust. But I, there's a, there's a, an issue with it, and that is, and I've said it like, what is Star Wars? There's no one, because um, in the article they said Michelle Rejwan, who is like the number one, like right under Kathleen Kennedy for the Star Wars stuff. All live action Star Wars, I believe, goes through her. She was micromanaging, and they weren't agreeing on stuff. So. What's the, what is what is the vision for Star Wars theatric? Like, what is that's what they need to know. They need to be like, this is what the movies are because the the streaming stuff is clearly they clearly know what that is, but the theatrical stuff they need to figure out what that is, and then you build around that. I think that's the only way they can get past this. You know, stop announcing people, but the only way they yeah. can get past all this is like figure out what you're doing and then hire the talent to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just so it's because it's like yeah, you can talk to like about what Marvel like Kevin Feige had up has a had an idea of what they wanted to do, but it's just like when you think about it, it's like was the plan like we're gonna get to here, we're gonna do this, this, this. Which will get us to this, and this is I can believe that that's what it was. But then it's just like all the little cute things in every movie that like links it all together. Like when you watch Ant Man and the Wasp, it's like 
that movie is inconsequential until you get to the after uh -huh. credit scene or whatever. So it's sort of like, did you just make? A, I mean, when you think about it at a grand scale, it's like, well, it is useful in a lot of different things. It's like the the what is the idea? Like it was this, and then it evolved, which is beautiful. I'm not I'm not complaining about that because in the sense when you think about that, like it, Feige had an idea. And then he said, here you go. And then he's like, oh, I like what you did here. We're going to take this over here. Yes. That's Star Wars. That's Star Wars. Like, Absolutely. Like, like George Lucas made so many changes constantly, even prior to the remastering. It's like, it's, I will agree. Like with George Lucas, like a film is never done. Like when you build a universe like this. So it's like, yeah. Like what is the stuff? It's, they just need someone to make a decision, like you said. In like, yes. I mean, the Mandalorian is awesome because Dave Filoni is like, do this. I mean, Favreau obviously is doing a lot too, but like, we all know there's that some, yeah, yeah, there's someone putting their foot down, yeah, and and with a vision. It's the vision that you need, yeah. and yeah, I, that's what's frustrating, and it's just it's. But you know, it's more frustrating, and you agree with this. I know. I put words in your mouth, but it's just stop announcing everything. Yeah, just stop it. Have like a brain, uh, brain trust, writers' room. I don't call it the creation circle. I don't know. Just write stuff on a board and be like, this happens. And it doesn't have to be like you said about Ant Man. It doesn't have to be specific. It just has yeah. to be. This is the purpose. That's it. It's just this is the purpose, and if you don't yeah. have the purpose, then yeah. you start off like what George Lucas did, and you do the one, and then yeah. the one you have you branch out the purpose after that, so everything follows that one. But I don't know, Rogue Squadron. What annoys me the most about this, the most, is they put together this stupid <laughs> video of Patty Jenkins with the helmet walking up to an X-wing, like I'm gonna make a movie. Okay, creative differences. How are you telling me that they didn't have like she just walked up? She's like, What if we did an X Wing movie? And they're like, Rogue Squadron, Rogue, Rogue Squadron, let's announce it. All right, like they, they didn't have an idea of what this was when they showed us that stupid video. Now it was amazing. Now it's stupid. I don't care what that says, but you know what I mean? Like, we're like we're, they just randomly were like, You know what? This isn't working. It's been an it's been a year and we've just decided that we're on different pages here. Wouldn't you figure out that you're on different pages before you announce this movie? That's what's infuriating to me. Is like, how, how do you go through all of this and just be completely separated from everything? It makes, I'll tell you why, Brock. Wonder Woman 2 was not, I don't know how it performed because of um, HBO Max, but it wasn't a crowd pleaser. It wasn't received positively. Lucasfilm lost confidence in patty jenkins and all of a sudden that's when the micromanaging starts to happen more yeah. and more and more and and that i think that's exactly what happened and i don't know who to blame i mean you're dealing with you know hundreds of thousands of dollars on a movie that they need to make a billion dollars so so you blame the studio who's nervous about spending the money or do you blame the create like i mean you hired someone to do a job i so I, I wasn't in the room, so I don't know what actually happened. That mm -hmm. is my—that's what I'm speculating happened is they lost faith in Patty Jenkins because of Wonder Woman too. And I mean, I enjoy that movie and everything, but it—and you've said this—it makes it makes some very very odd choices. <laughs> yeah. 
So I, I don't know what to say anymore. It's like, like I, I, I said it over and over again. It's like, until there's a trailer, this, none of this is real. <laughs> Ever. No. Well, we kind of got, like, that's the thing with Rogue Squadron. It was like, it was like a, a pseudo announcement trailer. Like oh. tricked us, but... No, it wasn't, but they totally tricked us. I just had to move my, uh, I'm so blind. I can't see my computer, which is like three feet away. So I had to move my screen over here. So on the, on my thing, so I can see how long we've been talking for. And also Heidi's, uh, you guys direct or Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> well, I get George Lucas. I don't know if George Lucas look, I, I don't want, I, the prequels were not received well when they came out. And that's really like, say what you want. You can love them all you want today, but they weren't received well when they came out. And all these people love Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man now, but where were you when his movies were coming out? Like the second yeah. movie came out, you didn't go to see it. So, you know, we could complain all we want, but if we're not supporting them when they need the support, they're going to move on from it. And, I, all things said and done, we've gotten five theatrical Star Wars movies and two seasons of a kick-ass show in nine years. Before that, in 30 years, we got six movies. Yeah. And a holiday special. And a holiday special. Yeah. Um, and, I get, you know, like Clone Wars, sure. But, Re- but and we won't go into that because, you know, in the nine years, we also got Rebels, which is, I think, some of the best Star Wars they've they've given us so um yeah i i don't i don't know i i you know heidi just says the prequels didn't get love until the sequels and she's not wrong because you don't it's like uh the big girl taxi you don't know what you got till it's gone (laughs) yeah i don't know it's just we live in a world where like friends is popular again right like it's it's like you can never understand what people are going to be interested in. And like, I don't know. It's like, just keep making like, who cares? It's not going to do. Not everyone loves the internals. Is is Marvel going to close up shop? No, of course not. They are. are Have you seen it yet? No, no. I've only been to the theater once. So, Oh, Um, did she do? Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That was really, really good. It's very long. Finally. Yeah. Very yeah, good. I'll I'll catch it on I'll catch it on HBO Max for the oh, Snyder yeah. Cut version. Yep. Yep. Um, but uh, no, I mean it's just like just make it like some people like Star Wars Vision, some people don't. Some people like Clone Wars, some people don't. Some people like Han Solo, <laughs> some people don't. Like it's just like, are we just gonna give up? Like, yep. I don't know. So. No, you can't give up. You just, they need to figure out, they need to, I think they need to course correct, figure out what they're doing. I don't mean like what they're doing. I mean, in in Star Wars theatrically, and then hire the the people in place to fulfill that Mm -hmm. goal, whatever it is. Because Star Wars... Everyone's like, George Lucas didn't have a plan when he did the... Well, that's freaking fine. He was making it up as he went along. But now we're 40-whatever years later. You have got you don't have to have a full plan, but you have to have an idea uh, yeah, of what you're doing. Like, High Republic is a great example of we know what we're doing, and they can make this up as they go along. Like, yeah. I'm sure the accolade wasn't part of that, like me when they had the chalkboard with dinosaurs on it or whatever. 
but like it's happening now because of it. So I think that's the approach is like, just do this. And maybe that's how it is now. Um, but that they need something concrete for people to come in and work in the world. You have, they have to work in the world. And right now star Wars doesn't have a world because the Skywalker saga is over. So the star Wars world is blown right open where mm-hmm. I, we don't know what star Wars is past episode nine. We don't know what it looks like, and they and the scary part is they don't either, and so they have to find someone that can take us there. <laughs> it's funny because it's like it's like they make all these announcements and these they say all these things like this is the end of the Skywalker saga. Like, why do you paint yourself into a corner? <laughs> like, why yeah. do you do this to yourself constantly? We like, said all the time, man. They should have done seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Just let it go. Just yeah. go on. They could have kept these going on forever, and we would keep going back forever. Yeah, we still so. are. We still yeah, are exactly. All right, you want to go to the odds? Let's do it. Never tell me the odds. Brought to you by Patreon. Asteroid field is approximately three thousand seven hundred and twenty to one. Never tell me the odds. Boom. All right. If you the like what we do good. and you want to support us, and it's. It's people like our wonderful patrons that allow us to use StreamYard. <laughs> so head on down to patreon.com slash Podcast and just check out what we're giving out. We give out some content ahead of time. We're always on the go. We have contests. We have this. We have that. I'll show you a picture of my dog. I don't know. Um, but we would literally appreciate it. Hey, okay, put a picture of the dog on Patreon. All the support, all the support is great. So yeah, head on down to patreon.com and become one of the wonderful people that support us every single episode. People like Heidi Fetter, executive producer, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Randy Kenobi, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Staniforth, Scott D, Josh Price, Matt W. Rez, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, D. Raven, Spencer, Cosmic Girl, Zero, Two, Gleek Play One, Disney Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Aaron Quinton, Deniners, and the girls with sabers. Boom. Thank you to all of them. Hooray. Boom. 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 Shakalaka. Uh, today's Oz brought to you by Patreon. Thank you so much. Patreon. Mm. Here we go. Um, will we get a Disney plus Star Wars movie before a theatrical movie? Bob Iger is the one who said we will not. He is no longer there. Uh, so keep that in mind. Um, Heidi just says, I'm wonderful. So <laughs> you are Heidi. Thank you. Oh, what's going on? Did it work? Um, I don't know. Again, like I said, it's like, why paint yourself into a corner? Like, just do whatever. Like, for all the like the movies that couldn't be released yeah. in theaters, they dropped them on streaming and maybe not as successful as they wanted to be, but at least people watched it. It brought people into your streaming platform. So um, I'm going to go... I'm gonna go full Brock on this because it's like, who knows? Who knows? Somebody will do something that will figure out a way to make as just as much money on streaming, and then they'll go from there. 
because right now the trend is like the new films coming out is like exclusively in theaters. Like, relax. <laughs> I yeah, I think um, things change, and I think with the success of the Mandalorian, and who knows about Obi Wan and or Ahsoka, Book of Boba Fett. I think it's more it's a lot more plausible today that we will see the culmination of that in either a series or a film. And some people might think, oh, but the film could be theatrical. But then you look at it, I don't know, you look at like the Entourage movies. I know Sex and the City did well, but the Sopranos just had a movie. And it doesn't always translate that way like it does when you put the movie onto TV. It just doesn't always work like that. And you might have more success if you just put it straight to Disney Plus and you're like, watch these series and it's all going to culminate in this in this event, this movie event on on the site. So I think I'm going to go 60%. I'm not going to go super high on it because mm. uh, I still think – I know we talked about it earlier, but I, for me, I, I want to go see Star Wars in the theater and I want it to be the big, big event. Um, and th- and if they do something like that, what I just said, I'd rather that be a like a limited series, like end it on a five episode run or something like that. So I'm gonna go sixty percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, next slide. Will will we get more than two? The number is two legacy characters in the book of Boba Fett. Will two legacy characters at least appear in the book of Boba Fett? And and by legacy characters, any character that has a name, not a species, a name that we have seen in any of the five films. No, oh, yeah, no, we'll, no, we'll say six. The sequels don't count. It's got to be the original six films. Yeah, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go a hundred percent on this one. Cause it's like, I mean, for all we know in the trailer for book of both it, the characters at that table are exactly the characters. I still haven't watched return of the Jedi to compare like, Oh, that's you. And that's you. Um, but yeah, even if you don't count those ones, it's like there's gotta be at least two legacy characters in that. It'd be it'd be dumb if they didn't. So like, I, it's just just give me boss. That's all I ask for. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go sixty-seven point seven eight nine percent. Yeah, you gotta throw in a couple mm-hmm. in there. It's always fun. I know everyone's like, it's fan service. It's fun, man. Look at this Spider-Man thing that's coming out. Nobody cares about anything other than show me the original Spider-Man actor. Like that. That's what we want. It's fan service. It's fan service. That's what we're here for. That's what we spend our money on. Give us what we want. Why would you like? To... I yeah. love new characters. Show me new characters. But every once in a while, if you can, if you can adapt an existing name into a part, why not do it? That's yeah. what we're here for. That's what we love. That's what we read these legends books for. That's what yeah. that's what we want. And we pretend that we don't want it because we're too good for it. But the fact is, that's what we want. That's what we're here for. And that's why we love Star Wars. Yeah, it's a movie about space wizards. So suck it. I don't know if you heard me before, but relax. Uh, relax. Our final ride: Will Kenobi be released before May 2022? 75%. I don't know. Oh, Heidi's still here. That's fine. This is what it's like when we used to record this <laughs> not live. So, welcome. Hopefully, James will be back. Oh, that's true, Heidi. Yeah, you have witnessed the internet <laughs> when it comes to James in 
the woods. I like uh, your idea here. Here's one a preschoolers cartoon on Disney Plus starring Grogu. Yeah, why not? DC's doing it all the time. Well, while we're waiting, let's pretend this is the news. Hollow news. The news you need to know right now. Uh, as we were saying, Life Day is upon us. So, of course, there's going to be a Life Day comic. Uh, Marvel's Star Wars Life Day number one. Four individual stories celebrate the reason for the season centered around the Wookiee holiday with adventures to Batu, Kashik. Kashyyyk and beyond. In the first glimpse inside, we find Han missing his wife and son, a flashback from the Age of Empire, and a tale of the High Republic featuring another famous Wookiee, Buryaga, and his master, Nibasic. Uh, Star Wars Life Day number one from Kevin Scott, Justina Ireland, Jody Hauser, and Steve Orlando with artist Ivan Fiorelli, George, your, George's Genty, Paul Fry, and Keizama with covers by with the cover by Phil Nada arrives November 24th. That's next week. Is available for pre-order on Comicsology and your local comic book shop. If you'd like to see a preview of it, head on down to StarWars.com, where I cut and pasted the story, and you can see some of the pages. Looks fun. I wouldn't mind getting a copy myself. Uh, now, if you've been paying attention, the Star Wars Hotel is open, and people are attending, which is crazy. The immersive star cruiser hotel um you can head over uh on the internet to bring home the bounty campaign unveiling a special sweepstakes in collaboration with lucasfilm publishing and disney's park that will give one lucky grand prize winner the chance to explore a galaxy far far away firsthand on the star wars galactic star cruiser the new immersive experience opening is in March 2022. I know I said some people have been on it, but they have been doing previews of sorts. Uh, by entering the Star Wars Bring the Home the Bounty Galactic Star Cruiser sweepstakes, man, that's a tongue tw twister, you'll get the chance to win product bundles and other prizes, while one lucky grand prize winner will get round-trip airfare for four guests to Orlando, Florida for a four-day, three-night vacation to Walt Disney World Resort including a two-night experience on a test voyage of the Galactic Star Cruiser in February of 2022. Sweepstakes will uh, run now. It's live now. You can go and enter, but it will go from now to December 14th on bringhomethebounty.com. There's all the details you'll need there, and then tune in on Star for the Star Wars special... Ugh, sorry, the special Star Wars The High Republic livestream launch event for Wave 3 on January 4th, 22 to find out the winner of that contest. And in our final story, Knights of the Old Republic is officially on, on uh, I think, all platforms. I know it's on Twitch. I've seen it. It came out November 11th, but I believe they're releasing a cool, actual physical copy case in, for all the, all the platforms with all this extra goodies on the 19th with like collector stuff involved it's like $90 but like if you are a Knights of the Old Republic fan you're gonna want to get it so what else do I have to say but this has been your hollow news hollow news <laughs> he's uh, back yeah, my, my, my internet went to poop I don't know what happened I just uh, everything but this one worked I think because this one probably uses the most internet technology mm. so getting it back so I, I i didn't do anything i just opened my door mm. 
We'll see. But you want to get to top five and try to get out of this? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> top five. Is there any editing to do on my hat? Am I? Because I'm Ooh, a solid here. like three minutes of me just staring at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> You're just quick on your feet when it comes to. Yep. to He's God. He's God. All right. Anyway, uh, top five moments from the holiday special because let's do Heidi. We want to hear your top five. Heidi, you definitely have to tell us your top five. My number five, though, Brock, I'll start with mine, is uh, uh, is when Chewie reunites with his family because that's really what Life Day is all about. <laughs> and you get to see Chewie's family, and it's really just Chewie's family is my number five. Uh, my number five is the creepy video that, uh, itchy watches. That's like, Hmm. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> that, that is, uh, that's my number four. That weird thing <laughs> that itchy watches. It's because I think, you know, a lot of people, that's where their mind goes to when they think of this mess of a, of a, uh, a film. Uh, you're number four, Brock. My number four is shiny Luke Skywalker. He's very shiny in that movie. I don't know if this is before the car crash, after the car crash. Number five for Heidi is Trooper tripping over his own gun. Always forget about that. <laughs> I think this is right after the car crash, though. Yeah, so, Heidi's top five is going to be better than ours because she oh, is absolutely. Like, she she knows this thing by heart. She's <laughs> lived and breathed the holiday special for. Uh, since its debut uh my number three is uh leia singing because when leia <laughs> sings it's star wars it's not star wars until leia sings my number three is leia singing <laughs> my number three is gonna be the boba fett cartoon because i like that color of his of his uh of his yes. gear in that it looks so much better but what are you gonna do uh number four for heidi they are doing your taxes. <laughs> Naturally. Uh, my number two, Brock, is the greatest part of the entire thing, and that's the B. Arthur song. When <laughs> that's my number B. two, Arthur... too. <laughs> oh, perfect. When B. Arthur sings, the world is a better place. <laughs> Heidi's number three is Leia's singing. Boom. Um, so that was your number. So it's my number one. My number one now is the Boba Fett cartoon. It's, uh, it's a separate video now on Disney+. Plus. I still haven't watched it separated from it. But uh, it's great. It introduces us to Boba Fett. He has a voice. I agree with you. The colors are fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my number one is the Boba Fett cartoon. That's Heidi's number two is the Boba Fett cartoon. Nice. Brock, your number one? My number one is uh, the fact that it exists. <laughs> <laughs> They Fair made this enough. thing. They got writers that didn't even understand what Star Wars is. Like Bruce Valanche. Bruce Valanche didn't even know what it was. Didn't hadn't seen Star Wars, and he was a writer for it. And Wookies don't talk. They're like you know what kids would really get into non-verbal yeah. Wookies. I, I that's a great number one. I that never even crossed my mind. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Heidi's number one. It's a uh, Wookie it's porn. Video. I think, yeah, it's definitely the weird video. How could it not? <laughs> what are your search terms? <laughs> <laughs> this has been the 231st episode of the Rebel Scum Podcast. Once again, flawless ex execution by my internet. I was uh, happy. 
I, I got booted hard, Brock. It went, the screen went like reload, and then my phone <laughs> said, keep using Wi-Fi or cellular data. I was like, what? And then, but my Gmail worked. <laughs> Good. So I, I don't know what happened. Google is last. listening. <laughs> so, uh-huh, no kidding. But sorry about that. Um, yeah. I guess I'll have to. I might edit it. We'll see. I probably won't. This is I edited it. <laughs> You edited it in your mind. You I took it, 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 you it, did it. You did. You did the uh, Hollow News, which is a lot of fun. Boom. We're back next week. is a, is a great week. We have uh, the shows on Thanksgiving. Uh, we can't wait. If you want to be part of the live chat on these shows uh, when we do them live, uh, join our Patreon and we do them. We do them there. It's going to be fun. Don't yeah, the contest. You can win that. You can win that uh, the Life Day book. Mm-hmm. Should, we probably should end the contest today but we're doing it for december 1st is the deadline for the life day contest which is only for patreon Heidi. <laughs> all right anyway anything else you want to say brock uh happy life day and um yeah star wars go see dune it's fun don't tell me what to do don't tell me what to do I'm going to see Dune, I'm going to see Ghostbusters, and I'm going to see Shang-Chi, and I'm going to see Spider-Man. 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 I can't, that movie is going to be so disappointing for so many people. It just, <laughs> it's, it's mind-blowing how... They, and it's fun, but it's mind-blowing how people... Yeah, anyway... Uh, all right thanks so much for watching thanks so much for listening and thanks so much for all of your support and paying attention to us Uh, episode 231 we'll be back next week i'm not brock i'm james he's brock and he was always i'm doing dramatic pause always scum rebel scum scumbags thanks for watching don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.